Yeah, we are on the 58th pearl already. And uh, it is about uh, releasing. And the pearl is called release to realize. And I'm here to share the seven ways in which you can release. There are many ways in which we release. And here we're talking about the seven ways in which you release. And in the, in the way that you release, you're able to realize your rockets of desires. And they could even be secret rockets of desires, but that's how you re realize your rockets of desires. So the first way is a roller coaster to rolling hills. So the way is, you know, acknowledging that, okay, when, there, when you identify that there is something to, to release, it's not always bad, you know, it's, it, there is, it's like, a, you know, you're, you're going up in anticipation and then, yeah, there is, a, there is a dip that takes place and it could be sudden and it could be frightening. And it, yeah, it is a roller coaster ride. And when you achieve that release, it's literally as if you are cruising along these wonderful rolling hills. So how do you actually work with this way? So this way shows you that when you take on, when you acknowledge something that requires to be released from your field, from the way it has been trapping you, or whatever it may be, when you acknowledge what requires to be released and you acknowledge fully, you know, why is it? that you've identified this as something that requires to be released. The rolling hills transformation lies in the nuances of your acknowledgement. There are many, many, many times where something might occur and it's you, you see it as a pattern again and or someone does something to you and you like, okay, I tolerate it this time yet again, but never again, but we don't do anything more about it. If you truly want to experience this pearl of wisdom, which is release to realize, then you don't just brush anything off that you wish to release. Get up close and personal to that. And really look at, first of all, why is it that I have identified this as something that warrants to be released? Where is it showing up? How is it showing up? How does it impact me? I always say steer, stay away from labels, you know, rather than say, I want to release this relationship. Well, there are many things that go in a relationship. 
those vibrations you carry forward in other relationships. So it's not about you releasing a, a relationship. There are elements within it that you really want to release. So if you wish to have the experience of transforming or, or up-leveling yourself from release to realizing your dreams, your desires, then really get up close and personal. Know that it will be a roller coaster ride. Especially when it comes to relationships, when you examine a relationship with the intention of releasing it, you do experience that anticipatory rise as in a roller coaster. <clears throat> And you know that you're going on a roller coaster. So you are prepared for the dip. And that dip can actually be exhilarating. Where it becomes frightening and awful and you want to step away from it is when you don't think you're on a roller coaster. It feels like something or someone has pushed you down when you are on a high. But this pearl of wisdom released, realize, you know, the first way when you when you expect a roller coaster, and you you've been on one before, or you may have seen or heard other people talk about it. There is, you know, you you know that when you're going on this ride, to understand what it is, the nuances of what it is that you wish to release. And you are able to stay with it because when you are in the middle of a roller coaster, you wait till the end of the ride. It's not much that can be done once you're on it. Even if you want to scream and shout and want to get off it in the middle of it, you will still be brought to the end of the ride. And when you take it on, with this intention as a pearl of wisdom, release to realize what you know is the end of this ride will feel like these beautiful rolling hills. Rolling hills just remind me of Devon in England or even Yorkshire. So when I work with this for myself, you know, when I take something on as a pearl of wisdom, and all of you here are veterans and you've been coming to these pearls of wisdom regularly. So you know by now, for you to really embody and imbue these pearl of wisdoms as a way in which you can play your part to transforming your world and contribute to making this world a world that works for everyone. You always go into examining each of the seven topics under that pearl of wisdom by looking at the lay of the land. So with this one, I quite like the idea of mastering the way I release to realize and realize my intention, realize 
my dreams, realize um, the rockets of desires that I might have shot up at any point in life that I may be consciously or unconsciously um, present to. I took the first one, roller coaster to rolling hills. And I did go back 10 years at a time and looked at was there um, a moment that I feel in the last 10 years or several moments that I feel warrant to be released. And yeah, there were, there were moments like that. So then I did a deep dive into it. Okay, you took, took the moment and then went into, okay, physically, what, what is it that got anchored at a cellular level in my body as a result of this experience? What effect did it have on me mentally? You know, emotionally, how was I left? How did that, how did all of that experience pan out? What did that do to my connection to my own spirit? What impact did it have on the social dynamics that I experienced from that point on? And is there something that got anchored in my environment, my immediate environment, or a point of view that I developed about the environment in general that warrants to be released. What happens here is you're using, not only are you engaging with release to realize, you're also using the power tool of acknowledgement without having to go into any big mega process to release. In your acknowledgement lies the secret. By acknowledging at a level of nuance, and doing it, doing it in such a methodical way, the release occurs automatically. And literally, you can just step out of the roller coaster and walk down, roll down, slide down the rolling hills, experiencing that wonderful breath of fresh air with that lightness of being. The rolling hills, I mean, I have some, I have vivid memories of my son when he was little and we would go visiting some of our friends in Yorkshire and they absolutely were in these rolling hills. And yes, sure enough, they would literally roll down the hills. It was wonderful to watch. So work with this, expecting that you are actually going on a roller coaster ride. Knowing what it, what it does, how you feel when you are, you know, rising up in anticipation and you get to the top and the roller coaster pauses a moment for, for a moment and you know there's going to be a dip and there'll be screams and you will feel whatever you feel. And apply this way, really, go for it. So I went for the last 10 years. And, and then, I, uh, for me, you know, last 10 years was very, very different. 
than the decade before that. So then the, for the deck, I did not go the decade before that. I took five years at a time. The last 10 years, you know, having gone through all this spiritual awakening journeys, there's a lot that has already been transformed into the Rolling Hills experience. So I knew that there would, if there was anything, it would only be a few things. So that's the first way. The second way is engulfing to engaging. Now, when you go into this way, see, not all moments, not all experiences that you wish to release are moments that have engulfed you. The engulfing to engaging I found were moments where I got caught up in the spin of the incident. And I formed, you know, opinions about certain types of people, certain types of situations. And initially, even when I thought about these, these moments or these situations, it was very easy to get completely engulfed in that. Now, when you are, remember, the, the power lies in you declaring your intention. So you right at the get-go, your intention is that you are implementing the seven ways of realizing to release. So that declares the intention. So your, your subconscious is very aware that it is realized to release is what we are working with here. So you're going to take on the engulf being, allowing yourself to get engulfed in a moment from which has arisen a whole host of experiences that you wish to release, you know that it's actually going to do it in such a way that you emerge self-actualized, deeply engaged in the fullness of living your life. When you are engulfing yourself in working through any situation, with the intention of really engaging with that which you wish to release from that situation, it, you don't go into a spin. So when I worked with this recently, I didn't think I would have anything really. You know, but here I am, I'm gonna share this as a pearl of wisdom at some point. So it was important for me to experience this one. And I found working with a particular business situation, which is a, a, a fabulous business idea that I had converted into a business. I was completely engrossed in running my own business at the time, Inspired Leaders Network. And you know, I was also a, a, an executive producer of a 
stream of movies at the time. So yet another idea of becoming a business was not mine to run. I did, I got a, a really, I thought, terrific team to run it and hired a chief executive to take it on. And introduced the first set of pretty substantial clients from the financial industry. And the chief executive ran that business to the ground. It took about three years or so, but that's what happened. And there was no reason for me to allow it to continue for three years because the signs that it was being run to the ground were there earlier on. But it wasn't something that I, at that point in time, had the time to engage with. And it was absolutely a unicorn idea. So there was a part of me that felt very responsible for being irresponsible at having, identif having identified that something was taking this business off track and allowing it to remain off track for an extended period of time until it got to a point of no return. So there were many, many learnings that I got from engulfing myself in that situation, including a big body of work that I share with my business collective called the seven deadly sins of leadership. They played out every step of the way, not just in the chief executive, you know, but also within me. So in a, by engulfing myself in that situation, which was long, long gone. However, realizing that that situation was still present as a vivid, not a very comfortable experience. I had some meat on the bone, if you like, of this particular way. So I, I engulfed myself in it. And I literally drew mind maps of all that played out. And in doing that, I automatically was engaging in what was playing out. What is it that I could have done differently? What was missing and essential within me, within the chief executive, within you know, our financial advisors, within some of the key clients who were pretty, you know, some major Fortune 500 clients that were members of my Inspired Leaders Network who I had brought in to be clients of this business. So it, was, it is through that engulfing that I was able to get engaged and in engaging, I discerned and distilled the seven deadly sins of leadership. That applies to every business, every project, every situation that we step forward to as a leader of that situation. And that emerged from really working through this way, engulfing to engaging within the context of releasing to realize. 
Before that, it was a label saying, oh, I'm just never going to do that again. Well, no, that's not how my life is going to be, you know. Going forward, I'm not here to be CEO of any business really right now. And probably never will anymore. And there are businesses that I will be at the helm of. So just having this experience as a label was going to take away so much from what could be caused in the world. So it was worthy of engulfing myself. And the interesting thing that it does, when you come from a context of re release to realize, and you are engulfing in a, yourself in a particular moment, it is not personal at all. I wasn't engaging with any personal um, slander or judgments or evaluation. I was literally able to simply observe, even though something had occurred at least a couple of decades ago. And it is that that transforms the engulfing into engaging. And it delivered this amazing gift that continues to serve this nuanced understanding of the deadly sins of leadership and how to redeem ourselves from it. You will receive your own gifts in doing this. Now, remember when we do the Pearl of Wisdom and I come up with the seven ways or seven insights or seven secrets, I, I always say to you, do it in that sequence. There is some logic to it. So by the time you get to the engulf to engaging, You've already experienced a roller coaster to the rolling hills. You know, you're already prepared. The third way is <laughs> I just never edit the words. It says loitering to lined up. So after you have engaged, I just need to turn the mic off for a moment because it, it creaks as I open this bottle. So loitering to line up. This is a fun... Um, this is quite a fun one to do because I mean I, I do you know during my during my series of spiritual awakenings I've had great fun loitering about now when you are coming when you take this on releasing to realize you've experienced already the roller coaster to rolling hills with specific incidents and you have taken some of those specific incidents to do the engulfing and got engaged and, and discerned certain insights that are your golden nuggets that are directing, that are going to uh, inspire you. You take that understanding and, you know, yeah, you can loiter. Just for the heck of it, without any particular agenda 
overarching context still is release to realize. So here's what occurred with me. Yeah, I got engaged and there's lots of stuff emerged in the context of what was missing and essential that we could have put in place at the time. And what would be possible if we had put what was missing and essential in place at the time. I could pick up, I could see the deadly sins of leadership and then I had already discerned them. So here in the loitering to lined up, I went into, okay, so what if we had redeemed ourselves when it occurred in each of these deadly sins and they did not play out? What if we, what if we redeemed ourselves as we went along? Noticing it, what would become available to us? What would have become available? And if I had all of that available to me, you know, what possibilities open up? And if I harness those possibilities, what is the experience of life? me and, and everyone, all the stakeholders would be enjoying or experiencing. And with that experience of life and the learning that we have now discerned, if I'm to move forward, what would my logical next step be? so that I can go ahead and line up the, the projects, the businesses, the social impact engagements that I'm, in, I'm working with right now. When you get to the lining up part, what I did for myself, I said, okay, if this is what gets lined up and these are my logical next steps in these three areas that I'm engaged in for myself, my businesses and the social impact, then what does that mean? What does that even look like for me physically? What does, that, what does that do to me in terms of my mental presence, my mental state? Emotionally, how do I feel? What vibrations become anchored within me? And what does that do to my connection to my own spirit? which is the spirituality with which I show up in the world. What impact does that have on the social dynamics? And what does it do to my environment, the contribution I make to the environment? And are there any logical next steps that I am to take to realize all of this? 
So now what's happening is that loitering about in what I had got engaged with, with the previous way, has suddenly created a very powerful envisioning of the future and anchoring that in my current reality, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially, and environmentally. And that's what I mean by everything gets lined up. Your ducks are in a row. Everything that we wish to learn from already exists in a collection of experiences that we have had up to this point in time. Young or old, it doesn't matter. You can literally go into any one of those and work with each of the ways to transform your world, your experiences, your results, your quality of life, and in doing so, you also transform the quality of life on our planet. The fourth way. The fourth way is echoes to extraordinaire. By the time you get to this way, you're actually very comfortable in being up close and personal and even sometimes reliving vibrationally, energetically, the experiences of situations that gave rise to that which you wish to release. What you get to understand here is, this is what happened with me when I engaged with this particular way. This incident that I talked about, this business that got created, and you know, we see you ran it to the ground. I realized that there were echoes of this in terms of I would not fully hand over my idea to the, the person that I was uh, that was going to run with that idea as a business that I would be engaged in, but I would not be the chief executive of. There were echoes of, echoes show up in the form of undertones or reverberations. Reverberations in this case were, you know, some form, some uh, discomfort or distrust that, you know, my team would experience because I hadn't fully let go of that detailed level of looking over their shoulder. I didn't need any more analysis than that. I realized, oh, it is really the echoes of the past. So the process I used here to release it, just to ensure that it was all tidily done and fully completed, 
was the unconditional acceptance. And it, here the unconditional acceptance was nothing to do with anyone outside of me. It was really just me, okay, fine. I'm Stephen I and can carry the echoes of something that occurred all that time in the past. I unconditionally accept what is, and I choose to move forward. There's a very specific way in which we, I work with having people, people experience a breakthrough when there is a breakdown. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take this, the fact that I've been carrying on with this echoes of the past and therefore being protective and not fully releasing and therefore not harnessing the potential of this amazing team that I have. If I was to have breakthrough in that area, then what would that look like? How would I feel physically, mentally? I mean, I really went through that very powerful breakthrough experience and then discern from that what was missing and essential that I could put in place, which, I, which energetically I anchor, landing into this extraordinary experience. And from that emerged the logical next step. This particular one, because the intention is release to realize, each way is very precise, very meticulous. And remember, when we do this, when we are able to release and realize our rockets of desires, we are anchoring that as a real possibility energetically on the planet. And many more people than just us benefit from that. Automatically, just because the possibility of, of this being achieved is anchored and in reality, and it is grounded with real life experiences by us, we automatically start making a difference in the world. So it's, it's okay to go on a roller coaster ride and roll down the rolling hills. It's fine to go into a spin and get engulfed, knowing that you're actually going to emerge engaged in the aliveness that comes from living your life. And it's absolutely fine to loiter about with these new insights because you're lining up with precision the way you're going to move forward. Engaging with the echoes of the past in this way has you emerge as into this amazing, extraordinary experience that you can move forward with. The fifth way is aftershock to affirmative amplification. Having lived in Bali and having lived in Bali when 
um, you know, for several years as Bali, one of its dormant volcanoes was preparing to erupt, you'd land up experiencing a number of earthquakes, you know, big ones, small ones. And, you know, the earthquake was the earthquake. It's the anticipation of the aftershock, which was always very disconcerting for me. And it, this whole concept of an aftershock is a little bit destabilizing still. With this context of release to realize, you know, it was interesting taking that, just that example of that particular business that I talked about. Now I wasn't engaging in what occurred in the business. I was engaging in the various aftershocks that occurred. And I saw that those aftershocks shook up, not just my perception of business or me as a business leader, or really, you know, questioning my own judgment in choosing and employing people. It had an impact on my health, the well-being of my family. The aftershocks show up in a whole variety of ways. Now, in an earthquake, there is an expectation of an aftershock. So when you already put in place that which is going to deal with the earthquake, you're also, you're also putting in place that which deals with the aftershocks. In life, we don't do that. You know, when something occurs that we don't want to happen, we just often, we just want to move forward. We, in fact, push it away. But the aftershocks keep going for years and decades to come. And they get passed on to our near and dear ones, to our businesses, to our projects. And through that, they get they multiply even further. Allowing yourself to take one incident at a time with the intention of releasing to realize and engaging with this fifth way of aftershocks. What were the aftershocks? Where did they show up? You're continuing to use the tool of acknowledgement. What occurred there was, you know, once you once you understand how they how these aftershocks showed up, what impact they had. What it did for me was the fact that I was able to engage with this in this way. It got me to really affirm what I'm resolved about now. And even if you don't have that clarity in within you, each one of us, the fact that we have life, you know, it is given to us so that we can live it and come alive. You can get resolved about coming alive in each moment, if nothing else. 
And that in itself, when you affirm that, you and you affirm it consciously, subconsciously, unconsciously, standing in the vibration of being human, which is love, and amplifying frequency, that affirmation automatically gets amplified. And the series of earthquake and aftershock experience just stops. I remember there was a point where um, nobody talked about this volcano that was going to, you know, to become live again, Mount Agoon, because it, it had been dormant for many, many years. Since 1963, it had been dormant. Um, we would even go for walks in the in 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 those lava flow areas of the volcano when when it previously erupted and stuff. So nobody would talk about that. But I remember when these when these earthquakes, the frequency started increasing, we would often have this conversation, oh, is this an aftershock? Is this a new earthquake? You know, it literally felt like, you know, it was just like a domino, something was happening. You know, the, these aftershocks or earthquakes were occurring over and over and over again. But that was just a physical experience, just so that I understood what an aftershock feels like we'd become pretty good at understanding this is an earthquake, this is an aftershock by that time. So when doing this exercise, applying it to very specific incidents and then looking at, okay, what are the aftershocks and where did they show up? was very helpful in acknowledging the aftershocks And doing it in the sequence, it completely reinforced me standing in what I'm resolved about in life, humans and humanity. And expecting and accepting miracles as they norm. And doing so with joy, ease, grace, being omnipresent in all areas of their life. That's the stand that I've taken for this life that I'm living. Engaging in the aftershocks, understanding the ramifications of it, this got me to become super vigilant. It gave me a, a set of parameters to apply to discernment in the choices and the actions I make, I take. Automatically affirmed my resolve and amplified it. Automatically. And that's the effect it has. The main thing here in this particular pearl of wisdom is Anytime you know there is something you wish to release, be it a habit that you have, be it a propensity to always find yourself in the, on the wrong end or find yourself in a particular type of relationships, whatever it may be, when you work through these ways, one after the other, 
examining them fully in terms of what effect it has on you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially, and environmentally. The release occurs, realization begins, and you have the opportunity to experience that transformation in each of the ways, roller coaster to rolling hills, engulfing to becoming engaged in life, experiencing the nuggets that arise from loitering to line up and therefore sharpen your choice of actions. Learning from the echoes, knowing it's an echo, not a real sound. Stepping into the extraordinary experience of life. And going deeper still, not letting go of the aftershocks, recognizing the fullness of the impact and influence of the aftershocks keeps you stationed in your resolve, affirms it and amplifies it. For you to be able to work through these, you automatically get to a point very soon into engaging any, with any of the ways where you are stationed in the vibration of being human. The vibration of being human is love, and that is an amplifying frequency. Love is not inside of you, it's not outside of you. You are love. Every cell in your being, really, at the core level, is vibrating to the frequency of love, automatically amplifies. The sixth way. Again, this is to me, it sounds like a really weird one, but it says suspect to solid. Now, here for this particular one, your examination is really going to be about your judgments and your evaluations about people about situations, about opportunities. Where are you, where do you go in? Oh, this feels very suspect. I'm not asking you to not, not think that something is suspect. I'm saying, okay, acknowledge it and examine it fully. Where did that feeling come from? What about it? feel suspect. We sometimes use this to even brand people of a certain type or situations of a certain, with certain um, experiences as suspect. That's not the case. We, this labeling is, it's, it's fine for foods, but we use labels with people, with our experiences, with everything. Okay, great. Let's use those situations, those, um, those uh, localities or wherever we say, ah, this, this feels suspect. 
and use this way to really anchor yourself solidly in nothing that, a, that you may think is suspect. It cannot take over your life. Nothing can. Life is given to you. It is a state in which you are breathing. Incidents happen, shocks take place, and you may feel out of breath from time to time. But nothing, nothing can take away your ability to choose to live your life. You define what aliveness feels like. This, this summary that I've been, you know, engaging with for a while, and he he's uh, he did this whole journey to miracles with us, and he's a, a very accomplished financial um, advisor and investment banker, and it's it's interesting, you know, he he works in an environment in a very particular part of the world, which is deemed to be quite suspect at this point in time with what's going on on the planet. And he would go to work with, ah, you know, my, this attitude of my boss is suspect and this, this, uh, this approach that we are being pushed to within the organization is suspect. So as a result, whatever decisions and choices that he was examining, none of them felt solid. So you can imagine when we operate from this suspect, suspect, suspect judgment and evaluation at a time where uncertainty is certain, unknown is the known. At a foundational level, take nothing for granted, it's a modus operandi. It's almost like you, know, you can't do anything. And this person was, when he understood his autopilot, he realized, my God, you know, I cannot operate at all. Everything around me is suspect. But the moment you get that, it's like, okay, right. I'm not going to let go of this. I'm not going to walk away from it. And he was like, well, maybe I just need to go into another part of the organization. Uh, goes and has meetings with those, with those people after the journey into miracles, anything is possible. You, you know. And it's like, okay, I've got this other opportunity, takes it up. Um, but it's the same, you know. All of this stuff going on, I'm just very suspicious about what are they plotting against me. Well, that happens. When you work with labels, as opposed to really doing a deep dive. Well, he engaged with this, has got some very grounded, solid strategies but the most important thing is he is stationed, standing tall, really solid in what he stands for. And before it was like he was navigating landmines and had been doing that for a few decades. Realized that this whole suspect label, this is suspect, that is suspect. It was also apply, being applied to his mother, to his sister, to his relatives, to some of his friends. To the apartment that he was living in, maybe Feng Shui needs changing. It feels very suspect being here. <laughs> so the moment you see it playing out in more than one parts of your life, 
it's worthy of working with this pearl of wisdom. Now, when you notice it, I would still say, you take this pearl of wisdom, you start from the beginning. Start with the first way, the roller coaster to rolling hills. The second way, engulf yourself in some of those incidents and situations so that you emerged engaging with nuggets and insights that you can formulate and loiter about in them and line up your logical next steps. Then go examine if there are any echoes that still remain. Acknowledging and recognizing that these are just echoes, not the real sound, and they will disappear. You then can create your own way of living an extraordinary life, causing extraordinary results. Once you are in that place, you're ready to examine the aftershocks where they may have played out in the past. In, your, in the strength and courage that comes from examining your aftershocks, you are able to affirm what you stand for in life, in living this life. And that gets amplified because you are anchored in the vibration of love and suspects become very, transform you with a very solid, plan of action, very solid and grounded in your resolve, knowing that whatever occurs, the resolve is going to be realized. The seventh way is excommunicate to exemplify. This is a very powerful one, and it's actually very, very personal and personality-oriented. Those personalities and some people that you may have said, I am never, ever going to speak with them or engage with him or her or with people like this. And it could be individual, it could be cultures, it could be age, it could be race, whatever it might be. When you take on releasing to realize, you will find by the time you come to the seventh way, each person, each clan, each community that you might have excommunicated, when you apply each of these ways, there is so much learning that emerges that they truly become exemplary of angels that brought about this phenomenal transformation. And they exemplify that nothing occurs without making a direct contribution to your upliftment. Nothing occurs the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful experiences of people, you can excommunicate them and therefore not have the joy of becoming an exemplar of how you emerged 
as a leader in the world. From acknowledging yourself where you may have been not that, not, not worthy of exemplifying yourself. You may have made choices that weren't particularly great. But when you apply this pearl of wisdom, you're able to exemplify those that in the past you might have labeled as holding you back because you would be immersed in how many gifts they have given you that you can learn from, you can implement, and you can rise and nourish and nurture yourself from as you choose to continue to live your life and come alive. This is a phenomenal pearl of wisdom. Each of the ways really, you know, it's euphoric when you complete that way and you have another and you have another. By the time you get to the seventh one, Anything and everything that has ever occurred in your life, you know, exemplifies the, the realization of your rockets of desires and your dreams. Each of those incidents brings you closer when you use this pearl of wisdom and work through these ways. Thank you. Over to you, Catherine. You'll need to unmute yourself. Well, Minu, I was just experiencing that whole idea of this roller coaster analogy and what fun it is. And when we were prepared, and I just was right there being a child again with that anticipation as you're ready to come down wide. And it really makes a lot of sense. Thank you for uh, reminding us of what is possible when we prepare and when we allow ourselves. To experience all there is to experience. And thank you all for coming tonight. And we will be right here next Thursday for our 59th Pearl of Wisdom. Woohoo! As we keep moving along. And we look forward to seeing you right here next week. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.